Let's go to my dad's birthday on in nineteen ninety three. Welcome to Dom's birthday. <laughs> ha 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 ha. Right. Happy, Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> This is weird. This is some crazy math. This would be my father's birthday in 1993, March 6th. So it's 29 years ago, and I'm 29 years younger than him. Oh. So is this like a midpoint? It very well could be. Yeah, this is like, wow, that's crazy. I guess this really proves that this is our midlife crisis watching early 90s syndicated (laughs) professional wrestling on Saturday Morning Superstars. Yeah, March 6th, 1993. Where the fuck are we? (laughs) We are in a new venue this week. We are coming to you from the Long Beach Convention Center in Long Beach, California. Mm. The Convention Center and Entertainment Center is a convention center located in Long Beach, California, built on the former site of the Long Beach Municipal Auditorium, (laughs) which I thought was a funny name. Sounds like Uh, the Justice League headquarters. (laughs) The venue is composed of the Long Beach Convention Center, Long Beach Arena, which is where this was, and the Long Beach Performing Arts Center. It is. I was opened in 1962. It still still exists? Well, I believe so, in some form Mm -hmm. or another. I feel like... It, it does still exist because the auditorium portion was demolished in 1975 to make way for the convention center portion. So I feel like the arena is now the arena slash convention center. It's like the gymnasium. The cafetornasium, like yes. elementary school. Exactly. Black and Chrome is our Macho Man tonight with typical Jerry the King Lawler. Yes, we have Macho Tin Man. Yeah, God. <laughs> but he's got black. He's like metal yes (laughs) he's evil tin man with a little like curly mustache it's like tuxedo chrome cowboy yeah (laughs) tuxedo chrome cowboy (laughs) did vince's microphone get dried on the hot cycle it is it looks so tiny he looks like bob barker he might might have gotten like a a new type of microphone showing off the the new technology god damn it look at this weenie microphone they gave me (laughs) where's my giant black microphone (laughs) maybe i've just never noticed but it looks it looks a little small today maybe he was in a pool well he prominently is showing the (laughs) uf box on it because you know this is just like any news station out there yes (laughs) wwf news yes breaking news yeah breaking like we filmed this two months ago they're playing off of Brutus, and they're playing off of Caesar. They're mm-hmm. doing a, a whole Roman thing with Jerry the King Lawler saying, beware of the Ides of March, even though it's March 6th. Yeah. Um, I, I was a little bit confused by this at first. It took me a second, a half a second, I'll say a second and a half, to figure out where he was going with this, because I was like, wait a minute, there wasn't any... Like, Brutus didn't turn on Hogan at any mm-hmm. point, but I'm like, oh, wait, he's talking about... 
Et tu brute. Et tu brute, and yes. So yeah. I, I like him roping in Caesar. It's kind of nice. subtle. Yeah, um, it made sense. Yeah. It segued us well into Macho Man talking about the Caesar's Palace. Mm-hmm. Las Vegas Caesar's Palace. April 4th is going to be WrestleMania. King dished it up for him and uh, Macho Man scooped it out. Can you imagine trying to be one of the backstage agents, trying to keep the wrestlers who are in Vegas, like, away from all the problems of Vegas <laughs> to try to get these guys to the match. We got the Undertaker at a strip club. We got the Steiner brothers over with prostitutes. Well, they always talk about all the wrestlers and their demons. Yeah. I feel like many of them came from WrestleMania this, this 9. They started at WrestleMania 9. <laughs> yeah. Every WWF published book from this era is like, and then WrestleMania 9. We knew it was going to be bad, so yeah. we just... We just vegas it up. <laughs> what happened to Giant Gonzalez? He's late for the, for the showtime. Like, he's married. He's playing Elvis down the street. There's an eight-foot Elvis walking down. I guarantee you this is where the Macho Stephanie rumor started. Right here at WrestleMania Right 9. here. There it was. Well, we get the Steiner brothers. Not mm-hmm. only in a match, but we're going to have them in a, a promo. That doesn't really bode well for the educational system of the University of Michigan no. after seeing this promo. No. Crush. We're still trying. <laughs> yeah, we're trying hard with Crush. That's the only people that they say are going to be on the show. I mean, those are the only two that they teased in the little title things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we immediately get Razor popping out in the weirdest combination of outfits. Like, he has his outfits confused. Because <laughs> we saw the red the last time we saw him. Yeah, he, he still is kind of a little bit uh, of Cuban Hulk. Yeah, but uh, he's, going got, he's got a, now his gold vest. Like he lost his red vest since the last time, or he's lost his gold pants since the last time. Because he's wearing like a combination of two different outfits. These two work together. All these, right. Yeah, <laughs> it works for Hogan. He was on top for years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with the red and the gold. <laughs> and Hogan's like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Way too much makeup showing up at 2 minutes, 25 seconds with a mullet. Oh. And a halter top and a vest and a lot going on with this person that they... they oh, yeah. There she is. Yes. We got, yes. like, Ziggy Stardust version of David Bowie in the audience. I like, yes. I like Joan Jett. Yeah. Could be Joan Jett. Could be Joan Jett. I can see that. Going on there. A little bit punk, a little bit rock and roll. All right. A lot of shots of booze. We're trying to really establish him as a heel. So we got lots of cutaways. Yes, but at this point, we're a month out from WrestleMania. Razor still does not have an opponent for WrestleMania. Yeah, we haven't announced that yet. Yeah, we know that will change. But as of this point, I'm wondering if Vince is kind of thinking like, oh, shit. Yeah, he doesn't have an opponent. We got to get him something quick. (laughs) He's like, he's fighting perfect, yeah. right? And they're like, no, Vince, you no. got perfect working with Luger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he'll be with Macho. He's like, no, you got Macho yeah. on commentary. Macho's not doing anything. No, <laughs> so, no like, there's oh, nothing going man. on there. Well, who's left? Well, we got Backlund. Backlund. <laughs> God oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, no. We're doomed. We're going down the totem pole. Who we got Razor fighting over here? I don't All think right. they gave him a lower third or an introduction. Razor is fighting Brian Boyer who really has nothing to his name. When I went to his IWDB, it just said he had literally two matches, one that took place on this day against Razor, and then one that takes place the very next day for a challenge recording against The Undertaker, which I thought was interesting because that technically means that he is playing the babyface for this episode, and then a day later, he's playing the heel. 
if you want to yeah. consider it's, that. It's a swerve, bro. We're going to fake <laughs> him Boyer. out. This red tight's going to show up and it's going to be a, a baby face. Yeah. And the next time you face The Undertaker, we're going to swerve the audience. <laughs> They're going to be so confused. They got to turn in next week to see what our red tight's going to be then. Yes. What is Brian Boyer? Who is Brian Boyer? Brian no Boyer knows. has a weird way of selling moves. Like there's some people who don't sell enough. This guy mm -hmm. permanently sells. If he's kicked yeah. in the stomach, he will remain bent over <laughs> for two to three hours. He does a very good ragdoll impersonation. <laughs> yeah, he just stays there. Razor choke slams him. On the back of his neck. Yeah, this was a tough move to take. I think this move actually kind of killed him a little bit. I don't know how. He's holding because, his head. Yeah, as soon as Razor finishes up the choke slam, it gives him a couple of kicks, and then he starts to go for his couple of moves of doom. But I honestly don't know how this guy is moving or if he's helping Razor at all through no. the rest of this match. No. I like psychology-wise, if you drop the guy on his head, the next thing you do is, is put him in a submission move that cranks the back of his neck. But also, mm -hmm. if you got a red tight, he probably doesn't know how to take a move and may have just broke his neck. <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't be cranking on his spine so yeah. much. Maybe let's forego the razor's edge on this one. Razor, <laughs> yeah. really? No, nope, no, nope, sorry. You're still taking it. Yeah, because even when he goes down for the superplex, whatever, that he does off the top rope, that's another one that he lands like straight square on the back of his neck. So either this guy is just used to taking bumps like that or he's half dead. Yeah. So we got the Uber suplex and this dude looks like he's in another planet. He doesn't even know where he is. Yeah. I mean, if he was pretending to be a ragdoll, I think eventually like he just becomes the ragdoll. Because even like... The, the pause that I have it on right now, and I did not mean to do this, but Razor's got him just going up in the Razor's edge, and he can't even bring his arms out, like, straight, mm -hmm. like you're supposed to for the Razor's edge. He's up there, like, Jesus Christ, superstar. Just kind of <laughs> yeah. hanging, and Razor's, Razor's doing his best to get this guy over his shoulders. I do think the guy called the drop. We saw that a couple of weeks ago when we saw Razor, yes. and the yeah. dude says go. I think he, he does. I think he does. He drop. okay. I couldn't see. I was trying to look for it. It's this a bad time. angle, but it. you can see yeah. him up there, and then he moves his lips, and then down he goes. So I think he calls. Okay, calls the drop. All right. So that that could be the call right there. How about it? Yeah, uh, we learned a little bit of inside wrestling. Maybe I think I cracked this. the code. I cracked razor <laughs> the razor's edge code. Yeah. Now I'll be able Maybe. to take the razor's edge from Scott Hall. <laughs> oh wait a minute. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> no, too soon. <laughs> too soon. We get kid with early '90s glasses holding his nose. I had those. Those I had those in eighth grade. Those are the exact frames. <laughs> the Just like too. the Beverly Brothers move that killed that poor dude. They do the replay of like the most horrific falls that this guy takes. Like, oh yeah, when they look that devastating, you might as well do it. Yeah, they're like, look, he's already yeah. dead. Just get him on TV. <laughs> this guy is done. Yeah, I, I called that my fatality of the night right there. I, I think it is. So cue the drop. Fatality. This is weird because we are in a new segment, but usually this segment would be triggered by Mean Gene giving us an update, hmm? but it is not. It is just replays of stuff that happened via Vince McMahon. We have the Tatanka match that he beat Shawn Michaels for, and they have the Shawn Michaels comical overselling cartoon yes. effects going. <laughs> I noticed that. When he, he chops uh, the 360s for a chop. Yes. The one he just spins around. I was like, come on. 
After he gets chopped in the head, he spins around because it's so devastating, but immediately gets back up to his feet because it wasn't devastating at all. I wonder if that's like some kind of rib that Sean does. Like he's selling, yes, but he's also telling the other wrestler, this move is so stupid. Yes, it's very hard for me to make this look good. (laughs) And then they switch over to a Monday Night Raw episode where it's a trios match. Yeah, it's like a three-man match. Of people that you wouldn't consider to be together at all. No. We've got Tatanka and the Nasty Boys mm-hmm. versus Shawn Michaels and the Beverly Brothers, which I thought the Beverly's were gone by this point, but apparently they are not. They're no. still around. And that's actually going to come up later, too. I will. I have a little tidbit that I found out. Oh, we got some Beverly news? Stay tuned. I missed the Beverly Brothers. Yes. So, yeah, we, we get a little bit of that. And in that match, we see Tatanka beat Sean yet again to win the three-way match. I thought it was really interesting because I forgot that, what's his name, Bartlett? Yes, he was awful. Was a commentator very early, and he was just so bad. Like, he had no idea. And he throws his one wrestling comment in there. He's like noting that there's too many people in the ring. Yeah. He's I like, know. aren't there too many men in the ring? <laughs> and Vince and, and Macho are trying their best just to ignore him. Yes. It's <laughs> kind of funny that Monday Night Raw is populated by a bunch of older people than you see on Superstars. You see like mm-hmm. families on Superstars. And here you see like guys who might be at a bar or go walk in, watch Raw. But any cutaway you had was trying to find little kids. Like, yeah, they were still trying to find the target audience in this crowd of mostly college and up. Yeah. It's like, hmm. I noticed there were two people in the raw audience that have like tuxedo shirts on, like they want to be refs. like they're just sitting on the hard camera side next to each other with tuxedo shirts and the bow tie on just like our ref in the ring i don't know maybe they're looking for a job it'd be funny if like the pretzel guy accidentally spins around and hits him and they have to take a bump yeah (laughs) the ref in the audience is down another guy comes in to take his seat (laughs) don't worry i got it i got it you got this one covered there's twin refs in the audience yes oh no the million dollar man's paying off the audience member. <laughs> Not that angle again. Oh. We got Tataka doing all his famous moves. He's got oh, the, yeah. his hand jive going. Yes. We go straight into a Tatanka promo, which basically lays out what, you know, we've been saying for a long while here. So I will do my due diligence and do our Tatanka promo Okay. for us. We'll throw a little music behind this and check off all the boxes as we usually do. Yes. So it is. Shawn Michaels, I approved to the great spirit. Check. And all my people. Check. And all my little braves. He's got them too. (laughs) But most importantly, Shawn Michaels, I approved to you. That I can beat you at that WrestleMania in Las Vegas, Caesar's Palace. I will fulfill a lifetime dream and become the new Intercontinental Champion. All right. Well, yeah. not going to happen to Taka. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I kind of wish he would have. You know, Sean was getting the big push at this point. It was inevitable. But uh, I like Tatanka. I was a big fan. Tatanka's okay. Falling more and more out of love by the second. Here comes Crush. So sad, Crush. I was trying to, because he has for his music when he comes in, Mm -hmm. it's like this like guitar note that kind of hangs yes before the actual song is hanging like, 10 yeah well it's, yeah it's like the oh maybe that's what it is but it, <laughs> you know razor has the guitar screech crutch crush has the guitar thing mm-hmm. my son used to have this like toy guitar 
Yes. And I swear it made that exact sound. <laughs> Jim like, Johnston's like, hey, yeah. hey, little Jimmy. Give me your, me, give me, that's awesome. Yeah, give me let that me, me borrow this for, for a second. Yes, I'm going to sample the shit out of this. <laughs> yeah. Crushes baby facing it all the way up there. And we got uh, Luis Piccoli. Yeah, Sean Penn is back. Gnarly. <laughs> yeah. He looks like... <laughs> Louis Anderson, really. So gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. He's got this Hugh Morris kind of garb going on. Like it looks like Hugh Morris's old outfit with the question mm-hmm. marks and stuff. But it's really just symbols and nineties bullshit. But yeah, I if you if you squint, kind of like a nineties magic eye picture. The squigglies actually do produce an LS at the beginning. So like on, oh. the, on the front of him. So he does have a Louis Spicoli front. Yeah. We get our Icapro shirt plant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Always be closing. Always be closing. This kid's shirt is way too big for him. <laughs> the funny thing is, it does not look like he was wearing another shirt under it. So if he is, it's just because this shirt was so big, you could not even tell. No, I think you're right. I think he, maybe he just took his other shirt off and threw this one on because he didn't want to wear two shirts. <laughs> he took his shirt in the middle of the arena to, to plug it. Is. Like, like. Hey, now, ladies. If you're plugging Icapro. Yeah. This super supplement that's going to, you know, make you as muscular as Crush and, and, and you know, turn your dick enormous. Why are you putting <laughs> an wind, man. on an eight-year-old skinny boy? Yeah. Well, you know. Is Icapro for this kid? Should this kid be actually on Icapro? <laughs> this is like when Jewel has to pay $450 million for advertising the children. You, got, you can't put a kid in a, basically a steroid supplement shirt. <laughs> He's got goals, man. <laughs> you know, anything's possible, kid. Dream big. Dream big. It's like a pro safe for eight-year-old. <laughs> Guess he's going to find out. We're going to find out. Yes. What I want to see is after the crush match, they yeah. turn back to this kid, and now he's fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> I took the night crew. <laughs> and he's like, leave for right now. <laughs> shit works. <laughs> shit works. <laughs> His shirt's like ripped up. His shirt's ripped ah. up. He's worried raging. Bikini chicks <laughs> falling from the sky. <laughs> God damn it, I could press awesome. If they actually did that, just like <laughs> as a joke, you know, like everybody in the Midwest would go and buy Ico Pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do that. You put the skinny kid in the Ico Pro thing. You make sure you say yeah. something about it. And then, then you do the crush match that nobody gives a shit yeah. about. You go back and then you put in like one of the built red tights back in the shirt. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, holy shit, it's amazing. <laughs> it works. It's yeah. cr- I'm going to buy me some supplements. Like, yeah, try the cyclone. Oh, uh, uh, that's awful. You don't need Louis for a crush match. You need Ragdoll for a crush match. Yeah, he's given us a lot of why he is the Louis Spicoli. He gives us a couple of really good heel moves here, and they're doing a good little sequence at the beginning of this. And then he kind of rolls under and he comes out and slaps <laughs> Crush. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. I was like, you go, Louis. <laughs> yeah, Louis actually doing a match here. Yeah, for the first, like, 20 seconds. This is our name versus name. <laughs> yeah, for this episode, it is. Louis versus Crush. Occasionally, you put a good wrestler in so they can get some offense so you can show how awesome you are at countering. Sure. You don't really do that. Crush is just a big-ass guy. He's just got a power movie. I don't know. Yeah. This is a waste of Louis. Louis, they're, they're still doing the whole crush is big. He's going to be big. He's going to crush his opponents, trying as hard as they possibly can to make this get over. 
yeah. but it's it's just not like I mean the crowd likes him, but it's not to the level of you know what I think Vince wanted it to be. No, he's like he's beige paint. Yeah, he's like Helvetica. He's like yeah, yeah. I can't, can't hate it. Yeah, nothing wrong about it, but it's not anything phenomenal. Which is all the more reason not to use Louis Spicoli. Use like a really dinky guy. Mm-hmm. That crush can throw around like a lawn dart. Spicoli's got some meat on him. Yeah. Wrong writer. Who booked this shit? We got WWF yeah. Magazine with a new cover. We got Yokozuma. They keep saying that, too. They pronounced his name four different ways in this episode alone. <laughs> they can't even pronounce his name. How are they going to do that if he was going to be champion? Yes. But inside this, we have a feature article about how Crush is going to get his ass beat by a clown. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you know, it, it, it. when you see that on paper, it looks like Crush should just demolish the clown. But uh, that, that was the big swerve for <laughs> WrestleMania 9, I guess, mm-hmm. to have the clown beat Crush. So Crush comes off the top rope onto Spicoli. He just kind of like gives him the rock, paper, scissors to the back of his spine. It doesn't <laughs> look like it hurts. It doesn't look like it was powerful. It just looks like yeah. he tapped him on the back. He's big, Dom. So whatever he does, like he could like flick you and you should uh, go flying like okay. you know, 50 feet across the room. That, that incredible whole thing. Yes. I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, he does fly around the bunch. He does this thing where he jumps over the top rope onto the floor. He goes mm-hmm. off the top rope with his weak-ass hand punch. We get the Tilt-A-Whirl backbreaker on Spicoli, which is impressive. So that's kind of neat. That's a reason to use a big guy to show you can throw even him around. It's amazing to me because that's why WWF was so story-driven in the early 90s, like mid-80s and all that kind of stuff. Because Crush can actually wrestle. Mm-hmm. If he could just talk. He would probably be like another Hulk Hogan. Hulk couldn't wrestle, but right. he could talk. Right. He, you know, he, and, and that's why he was, it was his charisma level that made him the star that he was. Whereas like these guys that actually have a little bit of, you know, wrestling prowess in the ring are getting nowhere. No, you got people like the stories. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're watching guys pretend to fight each other. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be a story behind it. And you can't tell a story if you can't talk. So talking, like, talking greater than wrestling yeah. or intensity. Like what did the warrior ever say that made sense? Yeah, but that's you're true. like, whatever, man. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't breathe the same air. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Skeletons and shit. He could wrestle either. So, you know, he's got two moves. Skeletons and muscular systems and, and eye sockets. And, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And the plane's going down and all that. I'm, <laughs> I'm there for it. At least it was exciting. I guess. But yeah, some of the promos by some of the guys who can wrestle are very, very weak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even Brett, it's a 75%. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. Give, you give him a C plus maybe. Yeah. far into this episode we are almost a quarter in before we get the first moonster yeah moonster in the event center there the big plug of course at this point is for wrestlemania 9 and we can be there to see all the <laughs> hot action yes which i figured was quite funny for las vegas it's it's hot there. it's a desert it's hot there they've got hookers okay it's good, good times yeah can you imagine like wrestlemania weekend now in vegas <laughs> they should have done it in like a bordello or something yeah oh yeah you'd have all sorts of goofy stuff oh that you would know what awesome this, this thing should have been shifted about four years into the future attitude era <laughs> in vegas holy crap that would have been awesome it would have been so many people there where's the godfather where yeah. do you think <laughs> he didn't show up for his match well yeah. duh 
Of course. He's got jobs. Yeah. The first promo is gorgeously shot. Man. I could not stop <laughs> laughing at this shot. This almost was better than a Kamala promo. So they have Giant Gonzalez mm -hmm. three inches from the camera. <laughs> yep. So close that you you can see the the ceiling of the studio and the and the scrim cut off. Yep. Harvey Whippleman <laughs> is in another studio in another state. Yeah, he is, he's in a different time zone. He is, he is <laughs> so far in the back. I mean, they're playing so much with the camera angle. He is nowhere near Giant Gonzalez. Oh, it's hilarious. Whippleman should have started doing sign language. He was. He looked like he was that dude in the corner of the camera. They have to have him wired up because he is so far away from any microphone. Yeah. But oh, it makes Jack Gonzalez take up over three quarters of the shot and Whoopleman maybe a tenth of the shot. Yeah. So amazingly great shot. And then, you know, they say some shit. You, you could have fit about three of Harvey Whoopleman's head in Giant Gonzalez's head. The way he looked this shot, he could have picked him up with his hand. And threw him. Like, Whippleman's head looks like the size of the giant Gonzalez painted nipple. Yeah. It's <laughs> ridiculous how they it's frame the so show. Silly. But they 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 allowed Gonzalez to say something. Yeah, they just in this, stop which that. I thought was was weird. They they let him have a line. I don't even know what the line was, but they let him say something. Well, he does um rest in peace, Undertaker later. Later. Later, yes. Uh, but yeah, right now he's just, and he's mugging like crazy. He's got like, he doesn't know what to do with his hands. He's very much Talladega mm -hmm. Nights. He's just doing chumps. <laughs> oh, you will vanish. Chops all over the place. Says you'll vanish. You will vanish. That's what it was? I think so. All right. If you, if you say so. <laughs> yeah. He's a magician. All right. Well, we go from that into a, a Steiner promo. Wow. And oh. Oh boy. Oh boy. If Boys, we got to talk. <laughs> the fact that I'm watching what would one day be the very charismatic Big Papa Paul. Yes. Who gets like the entire crowd behind him, even though he is a marble mouth, which yeah. is us with our Delco accents, I'm okay with because sure. you know, we're awful. But I didn't realize how bad Rick was. Rick is. Yeah. I mean, if you got these two guys and Bob Backlund in the same room, <laughs> oh, God. You could, you could, you would bore. A rock concert. They'd be yeah. Like, it's oh. the terrible. Yeah. Well, let's just kind of set the scene here for a little bit. They're saying like it's an important day for the Steiners because it's going to be their Steiners first and I believe only as a tag team WrestleMania. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. So because we know Big Papa Pump comes back later. But and they they're they're promoing against the head shrinkers, of course. Because that's who they're going to fight at WrestleMania 9. But they don't even do it well. They kind of go off on this tangent of like, you guys are crazy. We don't know what to expect from you. I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> they eat people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> guys are shrunken head. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen at WrestleMania 9. I guess we're going to try and wrestle. Sounds good, Scotty. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. Like, that's what I got out of that promo. It was... We're, we're going to hope for the best. <laughs> well, if you want to be part of WrestleMania 9, you mm -hmm. can call 1-800-634-6698 yes. and still get tickets. Yeah. I need a trip to Vegas, man. Yeah. I'm on my way. <laughs> April 4th, baby. <laughs> I totally want to go. Joining us FDR style. The American people in their righteous might will win through to absolute victory. 
Yeah. By the fireside for a fireside chat. Yeah. Is the humbled and humiliated <laughs> Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. So here's my thoughts on this whole thing. As we've talked about before, they're trying to play away from the Japanese, you know, angle, whatever you want to call it. Day which will live in infamy. A date which will live in infamy. Now we've gone a little bit overboard with this. We've we've steered it away. So, okay, so now it's all about Duggan and his recovery and trying to get back. But we don't know if he's going to come back. It was good for a second. And then he started to get into this whole thing about he let down dead U.S. soldiers. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I think we've gone overboard. Yeah, I don't think you're that important. No, <laughs> I, I apologize. First of all, all those dead soldiers know that this is a work. So you're not letting anybody down. Yeah. yeah. I think if you're a dead soldier, you got other things on your mind. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just don't think you're, you're worried about it anymore. He's saying how he let down, you know, himself, his, his pregnant wife, his future child, the mm. country, veterans. But also he's like, you know, on the other hand, I won. <laughs> I yeah. did everything I said I was going to do. I won the match. I don't know why he's apologizing so much. He's like, he won the match. The guy jumped him from behind like a coward. Duggan's not at fault for anything. Yeah. He did everything he was supposed to do. And one more thing. He's not in WrestleMania. Mm. Who gives a shit about, you know, is he gearing up for a match against Yokozuna I'm not aware of? No. Maybe is he fighting Yokozuna on the, on the uh, circuit before WrestleMania? And that's I why. He, no, he's still injured, no. right? They probably wouldn't even brought him back. Where's the money? In the wife promo, the Duggan promo, where is this culminating to? And why are we spending all this time with Brett, who actually has the match? Exactly. Yeah. The only thing I see coming out of this is a triumphant return to the ring for Duggan to maybe bring back some of that late 80s glory for him. But it's not going to happen. No, you're Hexel. We knew what your yeah. job was. Your job was to lose to Yoko. Everybody yeah. was in on it. We all yeah. knew what was going to happen. It was <laughs> yeah. okay. No surprise to us. <laughs> yeah. We were all. all ready for it. The, the 90th red tight name of all time. Davy Star with two Star, R's. Two R's. Two R's. The extra R's for savings. Yeah. And Gary Key is in the ring. Gary Key, yes. So we've got Gary Key, a.k.a. Gary Keys, mm. um, had quite an <laughs> illustrious career in wrestling from 1990 to 2009. Did some wrestling in the Universal Wrestling Federation, the World Wrestling Association. Wait a the minute, Nash there's, a, there's a Universal Wrestling Federation? There was in the early 90s, yes. And now there's a Universal Champion? They gotta be pissed. I mean, it gets real ridiculous when people trying to bite your style, you know what I'm saying? We had that one, we had the, the National Wrestling Conference. <laughs> The NWC. I don't know where that one was out of. Why didn't they... Wait a minute. Time out. Why didn't they introduce <laughs> the Universal Championship like that? Like Flair coming in with the WCW belt? Yeah, like, that's like, true. Like, he should come in. I'm the real world's champion. I'm the Universal Champion <laughs> from the Universal Wrestling Federation. I honestly think WWF had no idea this, <laughs> this was a federation. Hey, we're on an NBC station. They're owned by Universal. Why don't we call our title the Universal Championship? <laughs> we'll kiss up to the boss over there. We'll get an extra billion next time our rights are up. Yes. Uh, he was also in the EWF. Oh, I'm so 
You're unbelievable. <laughs> the Empire Wrestling Federation. The XPW, or Extreme Pro Wrestling. Oh, God. And, and he was the EWF heavyweight champion for 154 days as, get this, Tool. His name was Tool. Okay. So that's what we have on Gary Key. Davy Starr, on the other hand, was very difficult to find anything on because there's actually a new Davy Starr. So if you thought this was all dead, but there's like a new version, we got some perpetrators. <laughs> we do. Over here, we got some perpetrators. A bunch of ice wannabes. And the new Davy Starr has been around and, and done like a lot of stuff. So the only thing I could get on this particular Davy Starr was that he wrestled four matches all mm. in the WWF three of which were tag team. Hmm. So probably didn't know too much going on. He had one match as a singles wrestler against a JBL, actually, in 96. Oh and that was the end of him. Yes, that was the last match on his, his career card. And then, like Robin, taking on the mantle of Batman, <laughs> a new Davy star arose. <laughs> Phoenix to rise from the ashes. I'll avenge you, Davy star. <laughs> I am now Davy star. Yeah. He goes, Davy Star, the the new one also went by David Star, but it's still with two R's. Okay. I thought that was funny. JBL's like, I thought I killed you. We need like the ominous Batman music underneath that. You only adopted the star. <laughs> 17 minutes, 30 seconds in, purple side ponytailed Mike McGurk. Yeah, in purple pants extravaganza. Mike McGurk's looking really nice here. Yeah, she's got a, she's got a good look there. Well, we get the head shrinkers coming down to the ring with a couple of scared little children to show in the crowd. Mm -hmm. They like that. As the kids are scared, we have a Caesar's Palace shirt. Oh, there our, we go. Our second planted shirt. A, B, C. That's right. A, B, C. There it is. Lawler's continued to talk about Duggan and how no one wants to see his face again. And Vince actually doesn't know which head shrinker is which. No, he calls <laughs> Fatu Samu. Yeah, he says that a Samu is starting off when it was Fatu. So they're basically killing our, our red tights here. And then we get a interesting promo from Afa. That was the best. In the middle of this. I don't think he's actually speaking a language here. He is not. He's just making this up and he gets subtitles. He gets subtitles. It. While yeah. the subtitles <laughs> say language. Yeah. Not foreign yeah. language, not just says language. And then we yeah. get in show subtitles translating. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. He says, you know, I think he says the word WrestleMania in there mm -hmm. at some point. And then he says the word yoy. So we have to comment on the word yoy. And this was my Randy Macho Man commentator moment of the night. Uh, we got good theme music now. Yeah, I think like I think we need one of these a week because every once in a while he just comes out with a, a gem. And this is it. Because King asks, what does, or either King or Vince asks, what does yoy mean? Randy says, same as, oh yeah, oh yoy. He keeps on trying to sell this through the rest of the episode, and Vince he, is like, no basically mean girls and he's like stop trying to make oh yoy work it's not a thing stop it i can't sell anything yoy i can put it on shirts <laughs> yeah, put it on shirts it'll be a meme on social media oh yoy come on i'll throw it on my slim gym commercials be huge in the future yeah i don't know which red tights which but red tight and blue biker pants yeah. is just there as a ragdoll i don't think he actually knows how to take a bump he's just there to get his ass beat that might be our davy star 
because as I said, he has like four tag team matches. So maybe he was like in a learning process on this. And then he was just like faces JBL. And he's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> he, he looks, yeah, he looks like a little boy. He does. Planet. He does. Yeah. I believe that is our Davy star. Yeah. We do our finisher, which is one person useless. Actually, I know what, the, what the, the guy below is supposed to do. He's just basically the, the handles. He's a banister. Oh, yes. Exactly. <laughs> Rikishi can get Rikishi to the top. Rikishi uses them just to, like, here, I'm on the top rope. I can't stand up on the top rope without yeah. that a little I help. I need your help. I need I your need shoulders. Your yeah, now we know why he's standing there. <laughs> yeah, but off he goes, pins the dude, and then they they decide uh, to eat him. Yeah. I wasn't sure, like, did, did he actually get into the match? Yes. Oh, he was at the very beginning. That's at the right. very beginning. He got thrown out of the That's ring. That's what, yeah. He wasn't in there for very long. This is awesome, right? The uh, red tight uh, outside the ring doesn't try to break up the pin. No. As the head shrinkers begin to eat his tag team partner in the ring, he just stands outside the ring, watching, <laughs> not trying to help. Yeah. He's just so, awkwardly standing there, just looking at him eat his friend. He, he's <laughs> thinking about getting in the ring, but won't. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad look for you, Keys. <laughs> and we have the power of the urn, but the urn is a shrunken head. Now yeah. they, the head is telling them what to do. They follow the head. Mm-hmm. They follow them shrunken head. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind head versus a puppet if we Ooh. had the Legion of Doom still in the thing. Had the shrunken head try to fight Rocco? Shrunken head should just eat Rocco. Yeah, or they should shrink Rocco's head. <laughs> yeah, tiny-headed Rocco. That would be a good one. <laughs> we'll kill you for what you did to Rocco. Everybody else is like, yeah, Rocco's yeah, dead. Yeah, thank <laughs> God. <laughs> Well, we got Ray Rougeau, Canadian hero, and we're bringing in another Canadian hero. We got Bret Hart. Bret's doing his best to try and pull off another good promo. They like these live promos for Bret Hart to come out because I think he needs like the backup of the crowd behind him to actually do a good promo as opposed to something in the studio. I am wondering because he gets through his promo and there's there's some cheers while he's talking. Mm -hmm. But when he says the line excellence of execution, there's like a pop for the words execution, which I found weird and possibly disingenuous. I don't know if they sweetened that a bit. I don't know if they, uh, Harry, when he says excellence of execution, hit the applause button. Mm -hmm. For some reason, Brett doesn't tie his boots. He's completely untied up there. Like, I'll get mostly dressed. Do you know how long these tapings are? My match isn't for like five hours. I know I have to go in for the promo, but I'm not doing the places. Brett needs to stop watering his epaulets because I feel like they're growing down his arms <laughs> they just keep getting bigger and bigger more tassels and, put yes, more tassels on them bigger longer tassels and it's accentuated by the fact that they're pink i think they look even longer because they're like that bright neon pink color against the black we but, designed our band uniform after this exact jacket i know i got pictures and they're not great yeah but this is the chipped eagle belt i can't stop seeing it now um, yeah it's there the one of the wings is clipped. That's so the bird doesn't fly off the belt. You got to do that. <laughs> Get back here. Get on my damn belt. Before the winged eagle, there was the less useful flying eagle belt. <laughs> Just an actual bird straps on the belt. Straps the belt and get away every once in a while. God damn it. Damn it. Frankie's out again. Yeah. Ah. That's what happened to Frankie. He, uh. he, t- he took a bite out of Owen during that promo that time. And Brett's like, fuck it. We're going to take the bird uh. and put him on the belt. Get me the strap. Where's Frankie? <laughs> That's a lovely belt you have there. Where'd Frankie go? <laughs> he is the belt. Uh, we gilded him. Well, Brett's just kind of talking about, you know, he. I, I think he took a page out of the Steiner's <laughs> uh, a playbook here with his promo because, you know, he's talking about 
how he's definitely worried about going into this match. <laughs> I love this promo Casino. so much. He's like, I would be, I'd be lying if I didn't say and a uh, pit in my stomach. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've been making fun of the fact that, you know, they're like, he's such a fighting champion. He never stops fighting, but all he's ever fought was like the Berserker yeah. and Virgil and like the whole lower mid card. He kind of admits that in this one. He's like, this yeah. dude's undefeated. <laughs> he, he won the Royal Rumble. I got to face him. I, I don't know what to do. That's not my job. That's <laughs> not my job. I beat the red tights that we pay. Yeah, I better facing off, facing off against these, these B-card people, please. Yeah, I'm the B-card champion. Yeah. Well, we have to go with the respect angle yes. on this because, you know, he doesn't say that he's going to, well, I guess he does kind of say he's going to beat Yokozuna because he's got his tricks up his sleeve, but he says that Yokozuna will respect him and he will still have the belt. He never says that he's going to win. No. So one of his tricks could be getting disqualified. He would have had a better WrestleMania <laughs> 9, let me tell you. Yeah, exactly. In the ring, stretch marks abound on this guy. He's wearing a blue, I don't even know what to call it. it it's not a tank top. It's just a neck top. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he's got an Afro mullet. Yeah, so this is Brian West. Real name, Jason Redondo. So I'm not quite sure why he got Brian West. I just had about five TV matches around this time. And yeah, my note was that he's wearing his tights backwards. Yeah, he, yeah <laughs> that's what it looks like. And he's mopey. He looks like Eeyore. He's so yeah. not excited to be in the ring. He's Well, well because he's facing Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> when I saw Bigelow come out, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. It makes sense. So he's probably sitting in the ring. He's like, all right, who am I going to face? Who am I going to face? Bam! Bam! Oh, oh shit. no. <laughs> Bigelow looks mad. I mean, he's like, this dude owes me money. This motherfucker. <laughs> Kill this guy. Well, yeah, he pretty much does. This was this was a quickie for Bigelow. He throws him around a little bit, gives him the big avalanche in the corner. Bigelow gives him a suplex and hits him for the headbutt for the win. The whole match was a minute and 12 seconds. The entire time, they talk about the Barber and Hulk and Money Incorporated. So mm -hmm. Bigelow gets no announcer love for this squash match. This is an overdub match. Let's have Bigelow kill this guy and we'll talk about anything else. Well, the reason for that is because Bam Bam, I don't think, has a feud for WrestleMania. I was just thinking that. Yeah, he's got nothing for WrestleMania at this point. I don't even know if he gets anything. So they've got nothing to talk about for him. And two years from now, he'll literally be the main event. That's true. Right? Wasn't it 11? Yeah, 11. Yeah. Yeah. They'll give him his props then, I'm sure. But right now, they're like, fuck him. I think that closed the show, right? Uh, I believe so. Oh, my God. There was a WrestleMania where Bam Bam Bigelow was the main event. Well, it was like, it was like, what, what was the one? Oh, no, it was the one with like Jenny McCarthy and, and uh, Pamela Anderson. That was Shawn Michaels and Diesel. That was that was the other big match at WrestleMania 11. Yeah, that should yeah. have been the real main event. Speaking yeah. of, we get a promo with Brutus and Hulk, mm. which didn't make. I didn't <laughs> know what was happening. They said Brutus had his nose broken. Sure. Then they take the Band-Aid off of his nose a week later and say that his face, because it's filled with all this metal shit, <laughs> is completely indestructible. He's basically Wolverine. Yeah, they, they, they made him out to be like the Terminator. Yet, by the time we get to WrestleMania, he has to wear a metal owl mask Yeah, to protect his face. So, which is it? 
very destructible or is it uh, indestructible? He's got all kinds of titanium steel apparently in his face. He is like the literal Iron Man right. at this point. So they say uh, so, he's he's invincible, but mm-hmm. then they make a deal of how delicate his face is. They have to wear a mask. So I, I don't know if they knew where they were going with is Beefcake a metal man that you can't kill or is he <laughs> fragile because of the accident? Well, I, the, my whole thing with this promo was I even feel like I feel like Brutus and Hulk were actually in on the joke here. I feel like Vince told them in some respect to throw like all this shit about the face plate and the the titanium screws in there and just ham it up as much as you possibly can because it almost makes it sound comical. And they get to this point where like Brutus starts mugging at the camera and Hulk is trying not to laugh, talking about the like 26 plutonium titanium <laughs> you know spikes that are in his head at this point it's just, it goes off the end and the other thing that you catch apparently the suitcase mm-hmm. that the money ink had to hit brutus with or the halliburton yes. as hawk calls it had a hundred pounds of steel in it. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> they, they were wheeling that thing around like it was nothing, man. Yeah. These guys are superhuman. Yeah. Mike Rotunda? <laughs> jacked. Totally jacked. But they just go off the deep end with some of this stuff. You know, all the stuff that's in Brutus's face, he's hit with a hundred pounds of steel. And fine, just, just, you know, give me a break. They don't have to be, I, I know they're still trying to go for the late 80s, like superhuman thing, but you don't need that. No. You hit somebody with a briefcase, I don't care who you are, it's going to hurt. Here's another thing you don't need when you have Dwight the Clown. Jimmy Hart, mm. what's the difference? Yeah, he's he's like in the back here, you know, beefing it up as well. It's 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 such a weird, odd fit. You know, being a child of the 80s and growing up, all three of these guys were part of WrestleMania 3 mm-hmm. and just in a completely different, you know, time frame, all doing their own thing. And now to see them together is just very, very strange. What Sorry. in the world are they covering behind Hulk Hogan? Because they, the, oh. they, they have the backdrop down, but they also have it covering some kind of triangle peak thing. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Or... Is that just something that they, you know, fixed up there to make it look more, uh, less just texture, like a, yeah, less, less like a gray backdrop. Maybe. The only thing I can think. I think, yeah. I think they're hiding one of Vince's women. Yeah. Well, the I, only I, thing. Yeah. Get her out of the shot. Just put, put a, put a thing on her. Throw her, throw a sheet over her. Throw a sheet over her. Yes. She'll wake up in a little while. Don't worry about it. We got Mean Gene and Ica Pro back with a vengeance. Oh, yeah. ABC. Always be closing. Brought to you by Ica Pro. Push beyond your genetic potential. <laughs> this is what gets this motherfucker sued. You like, who wrote this copy? God damn it. Beyond your genetic potential. Yeah. Let's just say, write it up, baby. Yeah. The <laughs> like, just this case is, we got this in the bag. They're doing all the work for us. Yeah. Open it, uh, push. 
It's that simple. <laughs> Remember we said this is going to be the first WrestleMania where Hogan was not the main event. Mm -hmm. Well, not the case. Of course not. Because <laughs> apparently Mean Gene has made this a double main event now. Yeah, it's well, it's got to be. I, I just have in my notes is like Hogan has to be in a main event. He could be fighting, you know, a red tight mm -hmm. at WrestleMania and it would still be considered a main event because it's Hogan. Yes. Hogan. Versus Louis Spicoli <laughs> in the main event. Louis like, all right, yeah, yeah finally, <laughs> I've made it. Jimmy Powers is like, oh man, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's all it is because Hogan's in it. It's now a main event, right? And it's and he builds it first, and of course, second fiddle over here is poor Brent and Yoko. Yeah, unfortunate. Yes, we get a uh, Mr. Fuji talk about mm -hmm. Yokozuma. Yokozuma. Is 505 pounds of Yoko Zuma. That's all I really got out of the promo. I really couldn't understand too much else. I really have to put the subtitles on and hope that the subtitles understand. Fujiism? Yes. Is this the first time that Fuji's shown up with his head shaved? Don't know. First time I noticed it for sure. It's like, oh, they, they really knocked it down. Because yeah. I thought he, I know they put him in the robe, what, Survivor Series or something? Yeah. Yeah, Yoko's first uh, pay-per-view match so i believe that would have been survivor series yeah who did he face in survivor series i think it's virgil that's yeah yeah throw virgil to the to the wolves <laughs> yeah that's right okay who we have not seen for a while no virgil uh -oh. virgil mia virgil out maybe could be yeah. get your tickets because all uh, right you gotta see the undertaker in his most famous match of all the streak matches <laughs> forget sean one forget Sean to the retirement. Forget the mm -hmm. double Triple H's, which is really three Triple H's because he fought Triple H before he was Triple H. Forget all that. Forget yep. Punk. None of that. Gone. No, this was it. This was <laughs> this was the match everybody talks about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Giant Gonzalez versus The Undertaker. As one of the absolute worst. We still have not seen this guy wrestle, by the no. way. We really, really haven't. He hasn't done anything. He's just large. That's the only thing. It amazes me. That, you know, we have not seen, and this is another reason why story drives the sales of stuff and not the actual wrestling. This guy barely stepped into the ring and we're selling tickets with this. We get a, the weirdest promo because we don't actually go to the promo room. We go to a wrestling challenge or a superstars or something mm -hmm. on the road where Whippleman is talking to the crowd about how Gonzalez is going to beat the Undertaker. And we get the rest in peace from Gonzalez. Yes, that's where he says rest in peace. Undertaker. I was trying to think like, yeah, does this is where I came up with a last rent. I was like, does Giant Gonzalez, besides the quote unquote three man match that he had, does he have any other matches before WrestleMania nine? I wonder if we'll actually see anything or, you know, does he show up on Raw? Does he have any matches on Raw? Does he have any matches on Challenge? Is there anything that shows this guy actually wrestling before WrestleMania nine? We'll see. I don't yeah. know. Narcissus the Narcissist, his boobs are on the air. <laughs> yeah, this this was a weird promo because he did the whole thing like he was talking to a toddler. Yes. It was so strange listening to him. He's like, and I'm going to beat you up. He like <laughs> had that kind of tone to him. And, he, and he's got like this sort of worried, like furrowed brow, the whole thing. Yeah, it's like, I felt like he should have been like down on his knees talking to a two-year-old. Yeah, he's like Mr. Oh, Rogers yes. here with his, hello, children. Yes, man of the hour, the future of the WWE has arrived. And you know, Mr. Perfect, after you're humiliated and defeated 
In WrestleMania 9, you will learn the hard way, the meaning of true perfection. It's exactly how he delivered this. It was so weird. Note to the <laughs> editor, make sure I find the Mr. Rogers music to put behind your, uh, yeah, your reading of that. You need that one. Yeah. You need something. Yeah. It's a beautiful day in his neighborhood. Yes, man of the hour, the future of the WWE has arrived. And you know, Mr. Perfect, after you're humiliated and defeated in WrestleMania 9, you will learn the hard way, the meaning of true perfection. Over at Epcot, we have Mr. Perfect. <laughs> I have no idea why Spaceship Earth is over here at Caesar's Palace, but apparently it is. Yeah, they buried it halfway in the ground. When I think of Rome, when I think of a Caesar, and, <laughs> and when I think of zero AD, yes. I think geodesic sphere. <laughs> I think the future. <laughs> I think a geodesic dome. I think of what Walt Disney thought the future was going to look like in the 1950s. That's right. <laughs> but perfect's here. I don't know. He's saying that Luger needs a mirror. He kind of went off on this tangent. I thought he was going somewhere with it, but it never went anywhere. It was just like Luger needs a mirror to remind himself that he's good looking. But is he built for show or for go? Yeah. I'm beginning That's... to think that Mr. Perfect spent a majority of his career mm -hmm. letting Bobby the Brain Heaton talk for him and for him to go absolutely perfect at the end <laughs> of that. Yeah. Because now he has to do his own promos and... Mm. Yeah. Okay. These were okay promos. This is why I think they needed to put, like, Brett out, you know, on the dais. Because the promos out in the audience, maybe they were starting to see, like, they were getting a little bit more of a pump from those rather than the, you know, the studio promos. Do you think most guys figure out that they can rely on one thing or the other? So the great wrestlers would be like, my ring works great. Mm -hmm. My promo skills aren't that great, but that's okay. My ring work is great. And the promo guys is like, I might have four moves, but I can talk. So it's okay yeah. if I only have four moves. And very, very, very rarely do you get the, the guy who can talk and actually wrestle. And like do you, both. You get the rocks and the Jerichos and that. Yeah, and that's, they, that's, a, that's, a, that's a rare breed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're, you're either going to get one or the other for the yeah. most part. Because um, when you think of the New Age Outlaws, you had one and the other. Yeah. You had Road Dog who could talk but had no moves, and you had Billy Gunn who couldn't talk and could wrestle. Yeah, that's what makes a good tag team. That's right. Be like, hey, look, we'll both be each other's weaknesses, and we'll cover them up. Well, pick up the blower and and call for WrestleMania, as as me Gene puts it. Pick up the blower. <laughs> so you know more references to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, tell me what is in the ring right now, because I'm so confused. <laughs> we have Odd Job from, from Goldfinger. Are you ready for this? I'm You're ready, ready for, for this. Well, because this one took me a little while. So let's start. Here. Yes, I will set their scene. So let's start with our two red tights. We've got Bill Marsetti and Dan Farron. Bill Marsetti, this was pretty much the only match for Bill, which makes sense since it's against the Steiners. So let me guess. Died. Bill is the um, one covered head to toe in a sweatshirt, no. tights, and a, a no. red mask. No, that's, that's, that's not, that's Dan Farron, but no get kidding. this. So this is where I got really, really confused because I looked up some information on Dan Farron and it says that Dan Farron was one of the non-wrestlers against the giant Gonzalez. 
Hmm. Okay. So, so he also wrestled this match and another the next day against the Steiners with somebody called the White Shadow. So that's what the <laughs> IWDB goes. But here's the kicker. On the other site that I go to to get a, a little bit of background, that is not the same Farron. They use Dan Farron's name, and who is actually under that mask is Bo Beverly. No way. Yes. So what happened was they put Bo under the mask because he's the only one who knew how to take the Frankensteiner. That's awesome. <laughs> so because we've been talking about this for weeks, like he hasn't been using the Frankensteiner because mm-hmm. he either looks like he's about to kill himself because no red tight knew how to take it. Right. Well, apparently Bo learned how to take it. So they put him under a mask. Oh, that's so hilarious. he could take the Frankensteiner so they could show off that move again. He looks so <laughs> unexcited to be yeah. there, too. So it's Bo Beverly under there. Bo's like, find me the crappiest gear you could find. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> they went to the lost and found. And like, <laughs> well, we got a sweatshirt. We got some powder blue tights. <laughs> we have a red mask. Yeah, is there a Salvation Army around here somewhere? And in comes the Steiners. Now that I know that, I have to look at this with like a new set of eyes. Yeah. Because <laughs> the other guy just can't even fall down. No. Yeah. He he was horrible. And this, yeah, as I said, this was his only match, Bill Barsetti, at least TV match, I should say. He might have had some something somewhere else. Rick Steiner looks so happy to kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like ready to go. He is all smiles. Yeah. You get, of course, the, uh, the, the barks from the crowd there. They love the dog face gremlin. Rick just kind of goes off on him. Rick tries to wrestle him from the ground. This guy has no idea what to do. No. He looks as old as maybe our fathers. <laughs> I don't know what he's yeah, doing. He's up there. Yeah. He's just getting his ass kicked. We go back to the magazine. Yeah. They, they have a article in there on Steiners looking. They, there's a picture of them, I guess, in a locker room somewhere. Just kind of. Looks like they were in mid-conversation and they had to look over. Oh, Scott German suplexes this poor guy and he doesn't know how to do it. You know, oh, he could have landed on his head. He could have landed straight on his head. I think Scott had to help him on that one. Well, they finally tag in incognito bow. Yeah. And the only thing he does is really take this, the Frankensteiner. They have a the, one setup move and then he yeah. does, does it. That's, yeah. that's a cool idea, though. Well, it, it, make, it makes sense because, yeah, nobody nobody was taking it well. Because there was a couple times where I, I thought that, you know, Scott had killed himself. Because he, he goes up and the, the red tights can't grab, you know, grab his legs. They don't know how to do it. And he looks like he falls on his head. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he was complaining. He's like, none of these, you know, f- know how to take my move what do we do because that's that's the big pop that we're supposed to get right there is the frankensteiner that's you know that's why you brought us in all right we'll have to put Bo in a mask <laughs> who could, who could take it, it? Um, Bo yeah. can. well everybody knows what he looks like <laughs> yeah put him in a mask the magistrate comes out and we get a nice drawing of a doggy ah it was lovely yeah. Yes. King showing off his artistic skills. God, that's, I mean, how awesome do you have to think of yourself to get a tattoo of yourself riding a bulldog with a machine gun? <laughs> that is awesome. I didn't realize that was, yeah, that was supposed to be him. Oh, that's funny. Every time I see Rick Steiner's tattoo, I'm like, ah, oh, should have gotten that. <laughs> yeah, that's the tattoo I'm getting. Yeah. It's my turn now. Your turn. Going hard. That's right. <laughs> the bulldog and a machine gun. Tina's like, what the hell? She'll love it. Shut up, babe. I'm going out to my Harley. 
<laughs> He's gone full midlife. Sorry, yes. Tina. Yeah, it's the podcast, Paul. That's right. Mooney's running through the WrestleMania card and uh, unfortunately ends up with a Crush promo. I felt like Crush lost a bit of his accent. Yeah, it falls like, in and out of it. He was in and out of it. So does he have an accent? Does he not have an accent? He does not, know. but he's okay. trying. <laughs> he's trying. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was like a fake accent or he just was used to not having the accent. I don't know. No, I don't think there's uh, anything real with that. Okay. Well, I okay, mean, when bro. he was, when he was crushed in, uh, what was, uh, uh Undertaker's biker gang when he, he, he wasn't going, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Aloha taker. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. He had the tattoo on his head that they penciled. Uh, in yeah. on. Nation of domination crush. Oh, that's right. That was yeah. the nation. He wasn't in the Undertaker's. Yes. Well, in fact, doesn't he eventually join the Undertaker's biker gang? I he he might have. I don't know. There were so many giant factions. In case we haven't had enough of Brett's promos, we'd get another one. Yeah. And, th and this is what I got out of this. The, well, I guess I finally have to do this match. I'm scared shitless. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. But, but and, and the excellence of its execution count on this was four. Four. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. He went hardcore with the excellence of execution. I'm going to keep going with it. Brett is to excellence of execution as ninth grade jazz improv student is to the tonic. That's true. Yeah. This no works. Just gonna yes, keep on we're going to keep, keep, keep going. Keep going. Boy, it sounds good when they change the key. Okay. It's the one I found and it, it seems to work. Yes. I'm not I'm I can not play it with it. a different rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> Groovy. Yeah. Groovy. Yeah. All right. By the way, Hulk Hogan's going to be at WrestleMania 9. So God please, let's sell it. more tickets. <laughs> we can't sell out a tickets. parking lot without Hogan. God damn it. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah, and that's it. Next week, we are going to get the Nasty Boys, mm -hmm. Lex Luger, Tatanka, and Yokozuma. Yokozuma. From the Mega Maniacs, which I'm sure is going to be wonderful, who promise a surprise for Monkey, or yeah, Monkey Inc. <laughs> Monkey Inc. But Money Inc. And I, I thought this was quite interesting. Vince ends it with a Gomer Pyle reference. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Vince doesn't know what century What in. year are we in? <laughs> well, Backlund will be champion in a few. Yeah, that's uh, true. Apparently that's true. 1973. Yeah. Oh, oh well, goodness. did you like the episode, Than? I think that we, this was actually kind of good. There wasn't too much forwarding of story, but there was a lot to talk about with this yes. one. We had a good pull of rest red tights to talk about some interesting stuff there and some of the promos even even though they didn't necessarily go anywhere were definitely noteworthy i, I like the new venue i like mike mcgurk mike mcgurk had a real stacy's mom thing going today yeah <laughs> so, all right yeah she does got it going on <laughs> but, yeah, yeah yes why did we ever get the mike mcgurk playboy during the attitude <laughs> the big pin up of mike mcgurk yeah we had side, Sable. side pony we had china we had tori wilson this year, Mike McGurk. <laughs> Mike Bugger. And Linda McMahon. Oh, no. Just looking stoic. <laughs> Just embarrassed to be there. Exactly. Damn, I have to keep putting up with this man for the money. I didn't mind it at all. My red title of the night would be Louie. I think he did great. But I, it might be Bo. Yeah. The the fact that he was, you know, willing to take that. Yeah. Uh, you know, pulling one, pull one for the team there. That's I'll right. give it to Bo as well. Yeah. Right. He had a good match. Did I have a match all night? 
don't know. I might do the the, uh, the Razor Ramon Brian Boyer match just because Razor just killed him. Just so, <laughs> that might be my match of the night right there. Brian's being thrown around like a rag doll. I'm going with the Crush match, but only because of Louis. I'm going to call it the Louis match yeah. that Crush was in. That's funny. That's it. I guess that's Good it. Stuff. So, yeah, we got Sayonara Undertaker. Sayonara Undertaker and Shawn Michaels has left the building. Nice. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. Can you like a podcast? I guess yes. so. Maybe. Yeah.